20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. My guest today is a quadruple threat, an actor, a comedian, podcaster, and filmmaker. Her most recent projects include the horror comedy Meza Morta and hosting the podcast Apocalypse Now. Please help me welcome by, I don't know, following me on TikTok, Joanna Van Thine. Oh, following you on TikTok is a perfect way to invite, to welcome me to any podcast. I'm going to suggest that on my podcast, too, just every time. Well, because think about it. They can't clap because we can't hear it. We can't get the appreciation. But here's what we can see. We can see a follow. Yeah, we can see numbers. Listen, we know how hard it is for podcasters to actually do anything in real life. But please, it means a lot. You have no idea. We just need, at the end of the day, we just need validation that someone is listening to what we're saying. (laughs) We've been locked inside for too long. Sidebar, are you on TikTok? I refuse. You got to give in. That's what everyone's saying to me. But you know what? I refuse. I took Facebook and Twitter off my phone and like I'm smiling more. Well, that is important, but Mm -hmm. it's also nice when someone (laughs) likes your video. (laughs) I hear I hear that the interaction is great on TikTok. I am a social media manager too, which I also hate. So it's kind of like if I you tell a drug addict to try another drug, they're gonna get carried away. So I'm trying to avoid that drug. Really. That and Clubhouse too. I I, I haven't gotten into Clubhouse. And if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's basically how would you describe Clubhouse? It's a new social app. I don't know. A lot of middle-aged women talking about people going to workshops and okay. Well, you need to follow new people. There's other people. (laughs) I follow entrepreneurs because, like, I like to live vicariously through them and think that one day I will be as rich as they are. Well, my roommate described it as listening in on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I'm like, ugh, no. And I I didn't know how to turn my notifications off at first because I'm 80. And so I kept getting notified and I would instantly be thrown in these meetings, which I hate. It's like when someone goes live on Instagram and you're instantly there when you click on it. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Why are they saying hello to me? Yeah. And it's like two people in there and you're like, ah, damn it. I got to stay and see what fun thing they do. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. It's nice that you stay. People sometimes just leave right away when I'm live. They're like popping and they're like, no, thanks. I know. I just, uh, I, I, I know how how it feels to want to be accepted. (laughs) So I'm just trying to pay it forward. (laughs) So on that note, let's talk about your podcast. (laughs) Yes, let's. (laughs) So it's called Apocalypse Now. There's a question mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, talk about the podcast. What's the uh, overall theme? Well, it it's a lot of different things. When you look at it from an outsider, you would think it's it's about the apocalypse. I get a lot of evangelicals emailing me really angry that it's not about the Bible. Uh, but it's like a commentary on my anxiety, on the the comedians that I interview and like how they're coping with their anxiety. Uh, and since the lockdown has turned into like this thing where I'm trying to give people hope. What, the fuck? what did I do? Okay. How does that feel to be... Um... I guess this generation's Oprah. Oh, no, I am not Oprah. <laughs> okay, Gail King. Oh, oh, I don't even know that. that I wish I had a, a Gail King. Um, 
I would say I'm more uh, like a like a Sarah Silverman wannabe, I would say, is what I'd like to be. Uh, but it's also, you know, trying to be funny during this time is very hard. So I feel like we should be asking big questions and getting ready for our next, uh, like the apocalypse we say is the end of one thing and the beginning of another. So I'm trying to help the world, uh, get ready for, I don't know, chapter two. I don't know what chapter this is, but it's definitely a different one. See, that's not what I thought apocalypse was. I thought it was like explosion, the end. It could be. Okay. Or it could just be, I mean, something has to end. Something has to start after that end. <laughs> that positivity is coming back. I you know, know. I have no, I have no idea where it came from. You are like low-key inspiring. You try to suppress it and you can't. You have to accept. Yeah. Some people, uh, I've started teaching kids film during lockdown and podcasting. And I have other adults in the room, you know, to help things move along. And they say to me, they're like, you really inspire me. Like... I want to do my podcast now. I want to start a podcast now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm inspiring people. Cool. How old are these kids you're teaching? I teach 11 to 13. And then we have uh, teacher's assistants who are like my age, which is nice because they laugh at my jokes. So how did you get into that? Oh, it was really I was really lucky. 2020 honestly was a luckier year for me than the past like five years have been. Yeah, Uh, I started February 2020. I did a two week, uh, a week long film intensive with the students during their break. Uh, Exactly a year ago today that I'm talking to you, which is so weird to think about it. Uh, And then I was supposed to start teaching after school after that because I had such a good time and they they liked uh, how I interacted with the students. But then everything shut down. Uh, But they were nice enough to keep me. I did a lot of training online. And then when September hit, I started putting together like classes for filmmaking and teaching them how to make their own podcasts and they're making their own short films. Uh, I just completed a short film that I made along with them to teach them how to storyboard. And it's been hard because filmmaking is very hands on. So it's hard to do virtually. But they seem to be enjoyed um, by my like me trying to entertain them really they keep coming back which is good if they stop coming back then i'm in trouble well i applaud you for doing that because i i like the i like the idea of a teacher but i just do not have the patience for it oh yeah you gotta have a lot of patience it helps to be funny too where do you garner that strength from my mother was a teacher. Okay. So I lived with a teacher for a long time. So I guess I know how they operate. So I, I kind of try to be the cool teacher. Like I'm uh, I'm very inspired by Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society. You know, I would love it if my students all stood on a desk one day and said, my captain, my captain. That would be so cool. I, I also see a lot of teachers get TikTok memed. Have you seen the, they Zoom bomb? Yeah. I'm like, come on. I say to my students, come on. I'm waiting for you to interrupt a class with one of these, but you don't. And Give then that, that would be that would be your perfect segue to join TikTok. I so, know. so that's your way of getting that, you know, that pat like once it goes I viral. I can't force it though. I, you can't force anything viral. It just has to happen. It's like it's like they say when you force a fart, it it's shit. Turns into a shart. Yeah. N- well, if you're if you push hard enough. <laughs> So, um, going back to what you said about evangelicals thinking your show is religious, have you ever had an evangelical on your podcast? This the thing is, I've tried to get. uh, I grew up Catholic, Mm -hmm. so I would really love to have Catholic pre a Catholic priest talk about like the Book of Revelations and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one, no one of religious persuasion wants to talk to me. 
You know what? I'm gonna pimp out my dad. He's so he's um he, <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, he's a preacher. He's non-denominational, Ooh. but it's more oh, fun. It's more Methodist leaning. So, but he will talk to anyone about the Bible and Revelation, even if it's like, hey, can you pass us all? Well, here's what it says in the Bible. <laughs> fun story. <laughs> no, we didn't ask that dad, but he'll just go into it. So if you need a guest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Growing up Catholic, you're not as uh, well-versed in the Bible as other Christian religions are. So it's always very interesting for me to talk to someone who knows the Bible inside and out, because it's like, it's a it's a book. You know that. Oh, yeah. I think it's like several, it's like the Harry Potter series. There's several, oh, yeah. there's several books. <laughs> but I will say this, though. My dad, he does like to flirt. So That's fine. Okay, just like, it's really annoying when we go to restaurants <laughs> and like we want to order our food and he's like, you're very pretty. And I'm like, oh my God, he'll he'll want to get your life story. He, he, I mean, I'll, I'll tell him my life story. Some people, I worry about my dad sometimes too, because some some people the, that are younger than us uh, would be like, why are you calling me pretty? Or like, why are you trying to pry into my life? Uh, you got to back up a little bit, guys, but I'm cool. I don't like to... Uh, make anyone feel uncomfortable i also feel like because uh my show is like a little bit more liberal leaning people think like i I said to my mom i'm trying to get this this priest who has like the number one podcast he's catholic i want him on my show i want to talk to my mom's like to make fun of him i was like no well if he says something stupid mom (laughs) (laughs) if he says like like something that offends me sure i'll call it out but like i don't i don't make fun of anyone that comes onto my show yeah I I don't I hate to use this term because it's it's Sarah Palin, but I'm not a gotcha media person. I'm just there to have conversations. I I like to ask questions that I know the answers to, but I want them to uh, to say the answers so that my audience hears their perspective. Because I come from uh, a family of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, they're not as um, introduced to other. Uh, backgrounds or other cultures or other societies so i like to try to i want to be a bridge i don't want to be one of those uh liberals that just wants to make everyone angry i want to see how we can figure this shit out more than anything but i will punch a nazi (laughs) good good i was that was my next question and you answered it absolutely so um one of the things i saw as i was uh, stalking you online is that you have a horror comedy called mesomorta Oh, that thing is, uh, <laughs> I wrote that in like 2015 and it just, I'm a filmmaker and I, I have to be honest with the filmmaking process. You, uh, I, it's been years trying to get a full series funded. I think, uh, we're moving away from making it a web series. We're going to try to write it into a pilot and try to turn it into an actual half hour television okay. thing. But it's, I mean, everyone's in lockdown now, but it's this project that kind of was born from uh, a bunch of, I guess, trauma is the word that I'm searching for. I mean, as is all comedy. Yeah, it's it's how I feel the industry treats women. Uh, it also ties in like my personal experience with collaborating with people and like how like as a woman, you're controlled and you are told what to say. Most of the time, uh, it's definitely changing, but it's also a joke about, you know, Russia meddling with our elections and uh, also right leaning people love it. They think it's funny, which makes me happy because I want to make them laugh so that I can like 
teach them lessons underneath the laughter. So I'm going to fool them and think, you know, that they're having a good time, but I'm really going to try to like give them morality plays. Yeah, that's the exciting thing or not exciting thing, but the gratifying thing when everyone, no matter what sort of background or like political leanings that they can just laugh at it, you know? Yeah. And I think there needs to be more of that. So it, it was definitely, when I first read it, a reaction to everything, very angry, very feminist. And reading it in 2020 and 2021, I'm like, ooh, I was so angry. Let's see how I can re- reapproach this character and this concept. So uh, I think we're leaning towards turning it into like a Tales from the Crypt format uh, with ooh, different I horror see comedy stories. Yeah. And the Russian scientists are are like in between all of them. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, because the teaser clip that you have, I think it was on the website for the actual show or now movie. Uh, But I got to say, it was really well done. And like, who did the makeup and everything? Oh, my boyfriend did the makeup. We filmed that in my basement. Uh, We built the set. We had uh, a great friend, Matt Bronsdorf, was the director of photography. That's what he made it look amazing. Because for those of you who don't know, she's just a head on a table. I'm just a head on a table. I thought that would be easier to direct. No, it's not. To be trapped in a table for four or five hours at a time doesn't make it easier. But um, uh, Steve Saturn did the the makeup. So he turns me into a monster every once in a while. Uh, It's how we uh, collaborate. It's uh, something. It's really nice to be uh, with a partner who helps you uh, create so that's something I'm always looking for. Um, but yeah, we, we shot that in 2018 in my basement. And people are like, why can't you just shoot more episodes? And my like the ceiling in my basement's very small. So it's part of the reason why I was in a table. It's just a very small area. So uh, like when I teach my students, like we had to work with what we had. So we had the basement. Um, we built a table, cut the, t- the head out of it and just tried something crazy. I found two of those old apple computers i was gonna ask about that oh and i smashed one and whenever i screened it anywhere all the nerds would be like did you really break that computer and i was like i did and i loved it how do you feel about that well what i want to know is where did you get it i found it on craigslist there was a woman who's trying to get rid of them so i bought them two of the same exact ones i was so lucky because i wanted to i wanted one i could smash and one i could keep so I was very lucky. I, I drove 45 minutes to go get those two computers. What year were they from? They looked like the 80s. Yeah, probably early. Like, I think like 85, 86 is probably what they're from. But yeah, I sm- I knew uh, I the, my 20s were spent in the nerd culture. So I knew that smashing <laughs> those would piss off a lot of nerds. And like, it really, it was great. It was satisfying. Well, the one that you kept, d- does it still work, actually? I don't think uh, it does. Okay. But... All the graphics and everything on that, that was all visual effects that we created in post. Yeah, I don't think they work. And they were in the basement for a while, so they're a little moldy now. It's funny, this picture of Putin that's on that was on the side of the monitor in the uh, short is like covered in mold now and disgusting. It's all saved that I want to turn, I want to like use it for the set that we want to build for this. Right. Um, Because it's supposed to be like a disgusting laboratory where these Russian scientists have no idea what they're doing. So I'm saving everything still hoarding it really at this point <laughs> so right now you're just working on rewrites do you have like kind of yeah, a game plan rewrites. uh no game plan does anyone have a game plan right now i always have a wobbly game plan <laughs> if well, anything i guess my wobbly game plan is honestly uh 
I, you know, my, my podcast is a really great outlet for me and I just launched a Patreon. So I'm trying to, uh, get the word out on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Joanna VT. And well, growing the Patreon and using the Patreon, I'm hoping to be able to hire people to write with me. I don't want to write this by myself. I want a team of writers and I'm a person that wants to pay people because right. they need food and mm-hmm. they pay rent. Uh, so hopefully, you know, in 2021, I can get to the point where I can hire my writing team and we can write a pilot and then give people behind the scenes looks on what we're doing uh, all updates and I'm also uh, I invested in an iPhone 12 so now I'm trying to buy like make more movies because I basically have a studio well on that note we're gonna take a break and coming up we're gonna go through 20 questions in 20 minutes I've sort of tailored these questions uh, to you so hopefully they'll we'll just get through them like that how are you feeling do you, do you have a strategy no, I, I really like being asked things about myself, so I'm really going to enjoy this. Great. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a second. Back to you go first, Blair Payton here with my guest Joanna Van Thine. Now, normally I like to do this in person because I like to get invasively close with my guests. But seeing as how we can't do that because we could kill each other, it's a pandemic, you know, apocalypse. So what we're gonna do is uh, we have twenty questions. They're all assigned a number. Pick a number between one and twenty. I will read the corresponding question, and we will be off and running. It is that simple. Great. So let me get, I should have got this (laughs) prepared in the commercial break, but I did not. So I'm going to ramble until, okay, perfect. All right. So pick a number between one and 20. I'll read the question, start the timer, and we'll be off and running. So Joanna, you go first. I'm going to say 11. Would you rather be a professional athlete or an astronaut? Timer begins now. Uh, I think I would rather be a professional athlete because I would be totally ripped and I'm afraid of space. So I don't think I would work really well in, uh, although I like sci-fi, I don't know if I could ever handle zero gravity. Mm -hmm. I saw the movie Gravity and I had a panic attack while watching it. So I don't think I'd do well on a bad day. Is that the one with Sandra Bullock floating in space? Oh yeah. Sandra Bullock has a bad day at work (sighs) is what that should be called. (laughs) I, yeah, when I was watching that movie, my hands started sweating and I was like, I, I can't. And it wasn't like looking at it now, it was kind of like a, it was kind of boring. But I think the first time you see it in the movie theater, absolutely. Oh, 100%. I was with my boyfriend and we were still like just starting to date. And uh, he went to hold my hand and I was like, do not hold my hand right now. I cannot be touched. Please do not touch me. <laughs> He's like, oh, this movie's really stressing you out. Yeah, it was very stressful. I think I would be uh, a professional athlete because same, very ripped. But then you also, because I've seen porn Mm -hmm. in those movies. I have too. Yeah, especially like in gay porn. You should check those out if you haven't. I have. They're fun. Yeah, especially after a big game, you're all hot and sweaty and you just, you want to celebrate. And you know what? It's (laughs) It's been a while since I've celebrated. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you and you want one of those hot locker room scenes. I want to have a good celebratory scene. That's fun. Yeah, those are other great. These are the reasons why people become athletes. To have sex in a locker room. Yep. 
Absolutely. They don't cover it in the documentary, but you can see it when they're talking about it, especially like, yeah, after the big game, we got this really great speech from our coach. But you know, the speech was like, get on your knees, bish, you know? Trophies and ribbons, but really what they remember is the locker room moments. Exactly. It's a moment it, when you're in love, those moments just stick with you. And I believe every time they have sex, they're in love, even in porn. It's for the game. Yep. It's for the love and the compassion. <laughs> Plus, I just don't like heights. So I couldn't do I couldn't do it. All right. Pick another question. Seven. What fictional character do you think would be the best at saving the world from an apocalypse? Ooh, uh, fictional character. Doctor Who. Doctor Who all the time. I've, uh, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and sometimes I wish he would pop out of, or she would pop out of her TARDIS and, uh, point the sonic screwdriver at uh, AstraZeneca and, like, duplicate all of the vaccines and, like, make, like, just make everything fine. Yeah. I wish Doctor Who was real. So many times during this pandemic, I was just like, I'm waiting. Waiting for my Time Lord to show up and fix everything in a, in, a, in a span of 45 minutes. So as someone who is not a Whovian and listening to everything you just said sounded uh, like a foreign language to me. Um, I've been told that I need to watch this show, but I can't quite get there. So as an outsider, why should I watch Doctor Who? Doctor Who is so many things. Doctor Who is science fiction. Doctor Who is horror. Doctor Who has romance. But at the same time, it's not like it can be cheesy, but it's not over the top. If you start with the Chris Eccleson years, okay. I think you would be a really big fan by the end of David Tennant years, who is my personal favorite doctor. I don't know what about it. it it's just uh, doc the doctor who doesn't use guns. It's all logic. Uh, I, I feel like the idea of a being that just knows everything off the top of, of their head is just uh, really interesting. And, and that character is very flawed, too. They're not perfect. I see. I'm trying to use the proper pronoun now for Doctor Who because it's played by a woman now. But um, the doctor has flaws. The doctor has done some things and seen some shit. And the doctor knows that it's just a madman with a box. So I, I like my heroes flawed. Yeah. Every time I ask someone why I should watch Doctor Who, literally their spiel is exactly the same as what you just said. It's so it's it's like a cult. I'm worried for you, Joanna. <laughs> this is an intervention, actually. Oh, I wish I was more in like in. I wish I was in the UK. I would totally go to a convention every year. Do you watch the early ones from like the 60s, 70s and I think 80s, I guess. Yes, if you uh, sign up for Pluto TV, which is like a free streaming service, they have like a Doctor Who channel. You can just put on the old stuff and watch it. It's cheesy, but sometimes it's really cool to watch it and be like, oh, that's where that came from. Uh, and the idea of as like a filmmaker and a storyteller, the idea of a character that regenerates and has been this show has been on for 50 plus years that's amazing the fact that it's like good that's good storytelling is you have a tv show that can never be canceled essentially well i was gonna say that sounds like a soap opera but that's those are going away so mm, that's moot uh so for my character this uh, kind of correlates to the previous question because um i like to celebrate so i'd really like to celebrate with captain america if you know what i'm saying Oh, nice. Post uh, running around Washington, D.C. doing a workout. That's what I that's what I think of. I think of like him running, saying on your left when I think of Captain America. I mean, any any moment. But I think especially after like a big moment, like he's so happy. And I'm just like, 
Congratulations. Save the earth again. You did it again. Get over here. <laughs> Celebrate kids go to the locker room. Um, I don't know if you've put it together, but I'm super lonely right now. And uh, okay, pick another question. Uh, three. What's one thing you can't live without? Weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Nope. Can't live without it. It's not a problem. <laughs> now, do you grow it? Is it delivered to you? No. Uh, I wish I could grow it. I am. Um, in fact, I got my eye. My sights set on New Jersey to plant my roots since New Jersey has just voted to uh, legalize it recreationally. Uh, marijuana saved my life and it helps me cope with being alive. So how how would you say it saved your life? Like coping with anxiety? Yeah, coping with anxiety. Uh, and, you know, it's not just that. It's exercise, it's diet, it's meditation. But I do believe that, you know, with the help of, of all of those things, I've been able to take a step back from uh, <laughs> my nervous breakdowns and things like that and uh, be able to look at reframe situations. I guess uh, improv also helps too. Uh, reframing things, seeing things in a different light. I've definitely, it's helped me grow. It has definitely changed my brain chemistry. I'm not going to deny that marijuana uh, doesn't change your brain chemistry, but I think uh, it has helped me become more of a stable adult. Someone was telling me that because I, you know, suffer from depression. And so I take um, antidepressants, but someone was telling me that shrooms are supposedly like really effective at helping, uh, I guess, boost melatonin. Or, or whatever. Microdosing is really. I have. I've never uh, taken shrooms, but I am interested in it. I hear microdosing is a good way to, especially with, like people are microdosing ketamine now too to help fight their depression. What? Uh, and then people do ayahuasca. What is ketamine? Ketamine's like um, it's like a club drug, but in microdoses, it helps with depression. Apparently. I know what it is because my roommate has introduced me to Queer as Folk, the American version, and there was an episode where one of the characters overdosed on ketamine. So that's where I've heard it. <laughs> yes. It's a club drug. <laughs> yep. That's why it's so... And people say ayahuasca helps you to go down your journey. I don't know if I could ever... Again, I couldn't go into space and I don't know how well I would be with like hallucinogenic spiritual journeys. Uh, I'm a Capricorn. I like reality. Uh, if I have to puke into a bucket to find myself, pass. Hard pass. And ayahuasca, there was an episode of Grace and Frankie where they did <laughs> ayahuasca on the beach. I like to associate things in life with TV shows. Because it's real. That's fact. <laughs> that's, that's how the world, it's reality. Uh-huh. I guess the one thing I can't live without, I was going to say peanut butter. That's, um, that's... Uh, I I could live without that. But one thing, Diet Coke, I can't like even. Really? Yeah. Well, so over this past weekend, I came in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID. So I was like, damn it. So I've been quarantining just to be safe. I went and got tested. I'm waiting on the results. Fingers crossed. So I've been in my apartment and I'm like, don't want to leave my room. So I texted my roommate who's in the living room and I was like, will you please go get some Diet Coke? I'm so thirsty. <laughs> he was like, just drink fucking water. Yeah. What about water? <laughs> but there's water in Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? There's lots of stuff in Diet Coke. I think that's my addiction because I don't drink as much. And so I've just replaced it with Diet Coke. But Taylor Swift drinks it, so if she is comfortable indulging, then so am I. Okay, I've been, um, I've replaced soda with kombucha, if you're... I do like kombucha. Yeah, I love kombucha. It's the only thing I drink. I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol since Easter of 2020. 
I'm seeing if I can do a full year, no alcohol. I couldn't drink during the quarantine. I was like, I have to stay away from it because otherwise it's a downward spiral. Oh, I would just drink bottles of wine every day mm-hmm. if because I know a lot of people that are drinking more um, because they're in lockdown. It's really in it's it's good that you recognize that. Uh, and that's what I recognized. I was like, I can't. Uh, I'll smoke all the weed that I need to. <laughs> and I'll drink all the Diet Coke I want. <laughs> so- you got to have a vice. I don't try. Like, I've said this before. I don't trust people that have like no vices. Like if you are a perfect human being that doesn't participate in anything that's bad for you, like it's fucking something wrong with you. I mean, as soon as this is over, I'm going to get a Diet Coke. I'm already thinking about it since I've been talking about it. <laughs> all right. Pick another number. Uh, let's say 13. All right. If you could, ha- well, this this question goes hand in hand. If you could have an unlimited storage of one thing, what would it be? <laughs> I guess I won't say weed, but yeah, pick something else. Like let's I'll say pick something else. Weed isn't available. Money. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, I would do a lot of things with a lot of money. I would uh, hire my friends. I would make movies. I would be a philanthropist. I would open charities in Philadelphia. Uh, some people would say, if I had a lot of money, I'd have yachts, I'd go on trips. Like, no, those are the first things that I say. Again, I just, we talked about this earlier before we recorded. I did my taxes and I saw how much I was spending on um, all the things that I do for passion. Mm-hmm. So it's always great to look at that number. It's, it's um, you know, I haven't done my taxes yet, but uh, I may need to have uh, you ship something to me, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll do it. Anything to help anyone ease their tensions? For me, it's uh, since I couldn't say peanut butter for the first one, I'm going to say peanut butter. My So my answers are very um, just surface <laughs> level. I'm fun. <laughs> All right. Let, let's go for another number. I'm going to go back to a, a time where I was fun. Let's say 19. What fictional character would you like to quarantine with? Oh, damn. I already said Dr. No. A fictional fictional character would I like to quarantine with? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the fictional characters I'd like to sleep with, because I guess that's the first one that you want to pick. But um, this is really hard. Think about it. Doctor Who would probably be kind of boring because you would just be quarantining because he, you know. They, they, they'd they like get on, they'd be like, let's just get in the box and go somewhere else. Like, I don't think you can quarantine with the doctor because they're always all over the place. Yeah, and COVID's everywhere. So he's he's actually a super spreader. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is very irresponsible. Uh, I guess I would uh, try to quarantine with uh, a television character that I've been watching a lot. Because the only thing I think of, Jean, uh, Jean uh, Luc Picard of the captain of Star Trek Enterprise. I really thought you were going to say Jean Benet Ramsey, and I was like, no. "Wow, you're in a dark no. headspace." Sorry, Jean Luc uh, Picard, uh, Picard, because that's all I'm all I'm watching is Star Trek: Next Generation, and I'm realizing how sexually attracted I was to like almost everyone in that show. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, everyone wears like really really tight outfits. Even that Wookie or whatever. Do you know? Oh, uh, Worf. Worf has an, um, like Worf is a warrior number one, and he has honor. So yeah, I would get down with Worf. Uh, I wouldn't get down with Data because Data's an android. No thanks. And he could electrocute your downstairs. Yeah, something. Although Data has slept with humans before. Let's just get this out in the open. Like Data is D- Data's been around, so it well, can good happen. Good for him. 
you know yeah you know you're he in just space wants to be human let him let him have his kinky sex now sidebar have you watched the uh the new star trek picard on cbs all access yes that's what made me go back to watch next gen because picard was so good okay uh, I just like Patrick Stewart, probably. I just really think he's awesome. I really like him. I actually saw him in a set-down interview, like, three years ago, and he's just so charming. Yes. And, like, he doesn't really take anything too, too seriously, especially Star Trek. He's great. He's great. Well, and here's the other thing. Watching the show from the 90s, they had, again, the costumes. The men would, like, sleep in, like, these V-neck shirts, and you'd see, like, his chest hairs and stuff, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I think I will, like, want to fuck Jean-Luc Picard. Sweet. What kind of chest hair he got? He's just, it's not a lot. It's just, like, a little bit. Like a sampling. You know? Yeah, just a sampling. It's just, uh, and he's very, uh, he looks very dignified. He's very well spoken. Okay. He's a diplomat. Oh, everything about him is just very sexy. Yeah. I I don't know who I'd want to quarantine with immediately because I do like to celebrate, but then I'm like, that would get old. So I just want someone I can like chat with and then like they can leave me alone. But I guess I could have sex with them. That's a, This is a hard question. Yeah. Jean-Luc Picard could like, you could have a whole philosophical conversation and then he'll like go read a book somewhere for a day and he won't even bother you. Probably. Uh, That's the perfect quarantine person. I'm going through. Okay. This is a random. It just popped in my head. I'm going to go with Thelma Harper for Mama's Family because okay. I think she seems like she's got a fun side and she she loves to cook. So that's oh, nice. Oh, you need someone who, who can cook, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to quarantine with Mama. All right, pick another number. Oh, uh, let's say five. What is your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. I guess you would say that I love the show The Masked Singer. Like, it's one really? of my favorite shows on television. <laughs> I have not watched it. Every time I've seen a preview, I'm like, what is this show? But I refuse to it's give so- in stupid it's the stupidest show but i love the costumes are cool and it's fun to try to guess who is singing do they give clues yes they give like little they do like video packages and like in the videos you have to see like clues and try to guess who they are um the judges are kind of annoying some of them are annoying some of them are great yeah but i think the reason why i loved it so much it premiered in 2016 it's been on for four or five years yeah it's it's a staple in the Fox lineup now, so much so that they have a, a mass dancer that I have not watched. No one wants to see a mass dancer, but it's just it was just so stupid. No politics, no big messages. And I just needed that once a week. I needed to watch something dumb as fuck once a week. OK, so my question is, what who wins? Does it like if you guess who they are, does the judge win or there's two you can be you can win mass singer as the singer. OK, uh, the most recent winner was a not like a 90s Grammy winning artist. Yeah. Uh, and then throughout the season, all of the judges guess and then they tally their points and their guesses and whoever wins gets their own trophy, too. It's all fun. OK, it's all for fun. So basically in the show, I just need to prepare myself. We're rooting for the our favorite judge to get it right. Is that kind of a fair assessment? I don't know if you're rooting. You're root, I root Come for on, the, Jenny McCarthy. The, uh, Jenny McCarthy, sometimes I'm like, why are you on the show, Jenny McCarthy? You have no idea who these people are. Uh, I, I love Nicole. Nicole's great. Uh, Ken Ken's great. Um, 
But I think what you do is you root for the people in these ridiculous costumes because... I saw the Wendy Williams one. Sometimes, though, you get emotional because they're such good singers and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like crying at a monster singing a love song. Like I'm, It sounds insane. It is. This is an insane time that we live in. So that's why the show is perfect. Uh, guilty pleasure. Mine is... Right, uh, I guess right now it's RuPaul because she is cranking out series after series. Like she's like, you guys oh, need to be get entertained. That content out there. Oh, she's great at that. All right, so I'm checking the timer. We have one minute left. Pick another number. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say eight. Okay, what is your spirit animal? Oh, I will start by saying uh, <laughs> that spirit animals are an appropriation. So okay. I'm not going to pick a spirit animal. But I will say as a joke that I believe that Betty Davis is, you know, like my guiding light, I guess what I would say. I always like whenever I, I watch Betty Davis in like an, and like we're talking like Betty Davis in the 80s when she was chain smoking in the middle of interviews, like shit talking people. Right. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm headed. Like that's. <laughs> you know what? I can see that for you. <laughs> people also said when I was younger, they'd come up to me and they'd be like, oh, my God, I saw this movie Jezebel from like starring Betty Davis. And you look so much like Betty Davis. Like I'd had film professors who'd be like, do you know you look like Betty Davis? So I'm like, I guess I must be. All right. We did it. Did it. All right. Let's see how many questions we got through with you. So I'm going to count out loud. I ramble. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Wonderful. (laughs) Was I like, you didn't get through a lot. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, no one ever gets through the 20, but it's it's fun to try. And 20 questions is just a catchy it's a cat it's a catchy vibe (laughs) all right so right now it's your platform what would you like to promote tell our audience what you got going on feel free to check out mesomorta at mesomortawebseries.com check out my podcast apocalypse now wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on instagram at jopincushion and also patreon Oh, yes. And uh, please give me money. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Joanna VT. I just did my taxes and it's stressing me out. So what do they get if they become a Patreon member? We have a podcast producer tier where you'll get early access to commercial free episodes. And we have a film producer tier where you'll get access to all of the short films that I'm working on. So while I'm submitting them to film festivals, you'll get to see them before anyone else does. Oh. And behind the scenes content, too. Well, and you also I saw on your website for Mesomorta, you have some like cool merch. Is that part of the package? Too? Yes, you can go uh, check out the store and buy a T-shirt, a tote bag, anything that would help uh, the production uh, hire a nice team of writers so we can get working on that pilot i get i will say 2022 is when we'll start filming fingers crossed (laughs) i like the optimism uh on that note we're gonna sign off here but be sure to rate rate the podcast five stars only that's all we'll accept if anything lower um is a disgrace is it's a disgrace it's a slap in the face it's hurtful because all i want to do is celebrate uh, <laughs> that's my new code. We need that validation. We already talked about it. Come on, come We in. need it. We're performers and we're doing this, you know, at home. So validate us, please. Please. Um, also, follow on social media at You Go First Show on all the platforms. Thank you again for participating and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>